For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 62! Woo! Now, this is a pretty exciting episode because we're doing a movie that we all watched for sure, 100%. Right? Yes. 100%. We've we've got a super fan on uh, Facebook that is definitely... uh, you know, ensuring that we watch our movies and he wants us to be credible when we uh, give our reviews. So we were all very sure to watch this movie thoroughly at the appropriate speed. <laughs> right. <laughs> keeping us honest. He's keeping us honest. Right. Which is good. We need that. Um, otherwise, it's too easy to sit down and watch something like this <laughs> and fly by or fly through it, you know? Because it's so exciting. It's so exciting. It's so great. It's just everything about it. It's actually classic. It's the second movie in our classic movie cycle. They're actually both from the same year, uh, the first one and this one. So that's kind of interesting. What was that, 1943? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Destination Tokyo year. Oh. Was that 43? Yeah. Well, I got to say the quality, uh, the quality on this guy wasn't quite as up to snuff as the previous one that we watched. It's hard to understand, agreed. right? Well, I yes, guess we'll get into I, it. I really I, thought, I found it very difficult <clears throat> to understand what they were saying. Before, before we get too far in here, I mean, this is, uh, we had a, I, correct me, you guys didn't cover it in the last episode. We had a transformational moment for one of our hosts, right? Sure. You guys didn't, you didn't mention that. We anything. Yes, we did. Went right over it. For for those that did not know, I got a Roomba for my mother for Mother's Day. Congratulations. Oh, so what wow. are we so that's what nickname a, are we giving this buy. new member of the crew? The Roomba. Uh, I actually do have a uh, nickname for it. It is White Guilt because it cleans up after my cat, who is solid wow. white. Wow. I like it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Uh, you put googly eyes, anything on that make it look cool? Uh, I haven't done anything with that yet. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's in the cards. I saw something recently online. I'm not, you know, it's kind of clickbaity, but it was, there was a guy who reprogrammed his Roomba to swear every time it would bump into anything. Wait, I'm confused. Did you guys see that? How did it reprogrammed it you mean added a program on top of it i would assume right right, yeah because it's not like he's reprogramming the already functional vocal capabilities (laughs) of his roomba ow i don't think i think it normally speaks (laughs) i think it it just kind of cleans up right am i wrong brom uh it just cleans up right it just cleans up yeah unless unless it's questions for you it does not answer questions you can sync it with alexa and all those kinds of things which is cool because then you can just say, hey, Alexa, start up white guilt and and then it's off and running. <laughs> I mean, if, it, if you Great. really got it going though with AI and stuff like that, it could really be a new co-host. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting there. I mean, uh, Elon Musk is always talk, talking about uh, we are, we're on the cusp of robotic takeover. Of this podcast specifically. <laughs> dive, 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 dive. 
What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. Okay, so that's probably good. You, yeah, kinda probably good you cut in there. <laughs> what that we have to? Yeah, we, we have, have to, to now sit through the uh, the intro. <laughs> we are using new software. Yeah, we are we are using a new recording software. So uh, hopefully these transitions are a little smoother. You know, enough times dropping the sub alarm and not having that ready to roll. Well, well now they're yeah, right on top of this. That'll stuff. definitely be. You're gonna have to better. No, it'll be funnier when I drop some. <laughs> fart noises in the middle of the theme yeah. song you're gonna have to coordinate with zach and mm. get like those soundboards uploaded and give him sort of administrator privileges so he can uh right <laughs> that sounds that dangerous <laughs> well you have also you also have mute capabilities so <laughs> keep that handy that's true yeah and click him off all right but in all seriousness uh, kyle had his first child congratulations kyle i'm sure i'm the first congratulations to tell you, but uh thank you very much yes uh, my wife and i had our first kid uh last week on wednesday a little baby girl as brahm referred to her a new private on the poop deck right something like that <laughs> didn't didn't name it white goat yeah, you so. gave it a, you gave it an appropriate name named it after a character from stinger i did and yeah i, I got did. to i got to see the little bundle of joy and that was very exciting she's so tiny I won't, Very I, won't tiny. Say her name. I won't say her name if no. you're keeping it private from social media, but I will say it's not Lazlo, but, Lad Lowe, post, but yeah. maybe maybe the next the next one. Lad's I Lowe. did post yeah. many pictures on social media of the baby. Great. Yeah. Because you're a social media addict, really. <laughs> yeah. You're on there all the time. If anyone knows me, they know that I love social media. I think my Facebook may still say I work at the company I worked at like five years ago. Maybe. Oh, that's good. Yeah. LinkedIn definitely says I'm still in grad school and it's been like half a decade. Don't even get me started on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> all right, whatever. We should probably get into this movie. Yes. Uh, Brom. Yes, sir. What do we watch? What did we get to watch? Well, we watched a nifty little, uh, I mean, this was a British film, right? I mean, we had the Brits. Yes. I assume it was British made. We dive at dawn. That's right. We Dive at Dawn. That movie that everyone knows for sure. From 1943. It's got a pretty formidable rating on IMDb. Really? What is it? Higher than the last one we watched. Oh, I'm surprised. I mean, I I did. I I maybe understand why, but I did enjoy the last film more than this one, but. Wow. Spoiler. Fine. Whatever. It's only a tick below Destination Uh, Tokyo, which, uh, spoiler alert, kind of disappointed me, but. Alaska, what Destination Tokyo did? Yes, Destination Tokyo had a 7.2, so it's right in there. All right. Uh, yeah, as we had mentioned, this is from 1943. It is a, another classic. It stars, well, sorry, it's directed by Anthony Asquith. Yes, Asquith. That's how you say that? I think so. It stars John Mills as Lieutenant Taylor. We recognize him. Submarine captain. We know him. I mean. 
he looked familiar, but I couldn't place him. You couldn't place him at all. Well, he's been in. He's he loves submarines. He's been in like he's in four different submarine films, and maybe even more. Maybe just like in starring roles of four films. But we saw him in Morning Departure, aka Operation Disaster. I think that was the alternate name for that. One. Oh, oh, was he the main captain? Yeah. Dude, he's always captain. He's, he's always captain. Be. He's always got that captain dick out. I think it's because he's kind of like he comes across as very like uh, classic upper class Brit- British, and a lot of the captains in World War II were kind of upper class British people. It's a kind of a joke or, could, or part of that history. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, definitely. You know, he gives off that vibe. Well, here for sure. I mean, but we'll get into that. Yeah. He also. Uh, this also stars Lewis Bradfield. Who do you as Lieutenant by? Brace. Oh. Hmm. Ronard Millen as Lieutenant Johnson. Millar. And Jack Watlane as Lieutenant Gordon. That's weird. Those are those are not are those the main characters? I actually don't even know. I'm not sure. They were like when you're watching the credits, because this is one of those older films, you know, where it puts the credits yeah. right away. Uh those are the first ones that pop up. That's weird because Eric Portman plays Hobson, who's the guy who has the, the trouble with his marriage, and Niall McGuinness yeah. plays Corrigan, who's the guy who's trying to get out of his wedding. Yeah, and those I think are more prominent those characters. Are, yeah, than those some are the, the two kind of major side stories that you get. I guess you get one other major side story. I do like on well. IMDb they've got them listed by their position on the submarine, their their role, and then it's got their call sign next to it, which is pretty cool. Or the, like the nickname or whatever? Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Periscope operator, yeah, Canada. Torpedo operator, Spud. Helmsman, Oxford. Steward, Flunky. Coxswain, huh. Jamie. Coxswain, P.O. Dabs. Coxswain? Coxswain. Coxman? Coxswain. Wait, the Coxswain is Dabs? Dabs. Which one was Dabs? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was going to say Canada Cox is the worst nickname because <laughs> Canada is just a guy from Canada. So maybe could have been a little more creative on that one. No, I like that though. Hmm. That's fine. Yeah. Petty officer. I guess if he's dabs. the only one on board. I think that's his real name. It's not in, uh, not in quotation marks like the other ones. Okay. <laughs> dabs. Dang. Dabs. Because he loves dabs. Dabs on the maters. Eat. Yeah, dabs. All right, we're almost 10 minutes. Yeah, we're in 10 minutes into this. We haven't started. It's fine because this movie is amazing. So buckle up, get ready for a three-hour recap because let's get going. What do you I already started your time, man. Wait, have, you, have you started already? Yeah, you're about 10 seconds in. Wait, it's already started. It has started. Jamie My God, how much time has passed? We're now at 15. 15 seconds has passed? Jamie better hold some ass. Oh. All right. So anyways, we- You just want to skip to the ratings? <laughs> we open up and we got a bunch of guys up on a submarine, right? They're all like living up on that submarine. No big deal. And they're heading back to port. And they all have kind of different things going on. They're kind of looking forward. And one of the guys is getting married. That's kind of the main storyline we get right in the beginning. Is this one guy, he's getting married, but everyone's kind of making fun of him because they're like- you tried to get married like a million times, but not, it never worked. Like he, he always gets something like interrupted or somehow getting over And you get the feeling or you get the sense or basically they just show you that he's been doing this the whole time. Like he actually doesn't want to get married. 
He's not sure. And he kind of yeah. even confides in the captain a little bit. Or I can't remember if it was the captain or somebody else. No, but he's someone, just like, eh, I, I'm not really ready. Yeah, I forget who it was. He, he confides in someone else just to be like, you know what? I just need like a little bit of time. And it's it's all in this whole haze of everyone being super jazzed to get back on shore and start boning ladies left and right. I mean, this basically this whole front of this film is basically like fucking for the most for part. For a half hour straight yeah. pretty much. Because then it's like the captain is like this ladies man who's got a, all these ladies on the side. They even make a joke about like, hey, you're going to see like Aunt Millie or some something. And he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, no, her husband's home, so yeah, I can't, I can't, because I have sex with married people, and it's like, oh, cool, okay, and oh, then you dirty <laughs> sailor, and then a bunch of other people want to get, you know, drunk on shore. One other guy kind of talks about he's having trouble with his wife. His wife apparently moved out while he was gone, and because he kept on coming home on leave, shit face, which isn't isn't the best. But anyways, they're it's all not worse. They're it's all not the best. They're all kind of lamenting marriage and you know getting all jazzed about boning ladies. And this one guy is like, "God damn it, I'm gonna get married." Now he looks. He's kind of like a like a John C. Riley type character. Like he's like this yeah. kind of bigger guy, interesting looking. I guess is what I'd say. And mm-hmm. well, eventually, when you meet his bride, it's like, "Yo, lock that shit, <laughs> lock that shit up." <laughs> like <laughs> you are. Kind of lucky in this scenario because she is very cute and everyone's after her. Like everyone's like, whoa, you should definitely lock this down. But he's just not sure right now. And so they're trying to figure out who needs to stay because one guy was sick, right? Yeah, one guy's sick on board and he was the guy who was supposed to stay on board. And they're like, well, he can't stay anymore and and keep watch for this thing. So someone's got to stay behind. And this guy who's getting married keeps on trying to get that job. If I stay on the submarine, then I won't have to get married. Which is also what you said, I think, when you were getting married, right, Kyle? Yeah, I was like, man, if I get off the submarine, <sighs> I got to walk down that aisle. Now, same thing you said about the baby, too, right? You said, if I get off the submarine, yeah. I'm going to have a baby. It's true. Yeah. And here we are. And you guys put the boot in my ass, and I have a baby now. <laughs> we forced you to have a baby. That's uh, what happened. Um, yes. Yeah. And then what else happens? He he's trying to get out of it, but then the guy he's marrying the sister of someone else on board, one of the other guys on board, and that guy is pulling out all the stops to be like, "Hell's no, you aren't getting out of it this time." He he seems to imply that he doesn't know that the guy's trying to get out of it the whole time, but clearly he knows, and it's kind of trying to like oh, yeah. force him down the aisle. And so he like tricks another guy in the submarine to take the leave. He's like, "It's only a two day leave, and I'll give you these cigars." And the guy's like, two days, like, yeah, fuck that. I'll take these cigars. That's awesome. Like, I will 100% do that. No big deal. And it turns out to be what, like a 14-day leave or something like that? Two week? I'm not sure. It's it's for quite a while. Yeah, but a uh, there was another leave. guy that I, we kind of forgot to mention. On the submarine, he gets this kind of like telegraph or something. And it's basically his wife wants to leave him. Mm-hmm. So Captain yeah. says, hey you got to go take care of this. The guy's like, no, if she wants to leave me, that's fine. Yeah. He was like I a don't big, care big old Debbie Downer. He's like, no one loves me. And also I'm shit faced all the time. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, was that the drunk guy? That was a drunk guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the My same bad. guy. He's the guy who eventually goes over and he's like super drunk serving fish and chips. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That's the guy whose wife is leaving him. Didn't, didn't his love letter smell like fish and chips? Yeah. Cause he got a, he, that's, that's who he, he heard from the guy, from the, the, 
guy's wife's brother that she was leaving him. So the guy, and he ran like a fishing trip. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I got a mind like a steel trap. That's why they call me the ointment. I'm very (laughs) topical. And on top of these movies. You apply it to the wound that you got when you got trapped in the steel trap. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. Perfect. We complete the circle of that uh, analogy. All right. Now we'll under a new one. Start thinking, Kyle. We've got to think of a new nickname. All right. So anyways, the guy who's getting married pulls out the, his last trick in the book, which is like to just at the last minute, he, he like convinces the captain to put him on duty. It's like, just do it. I need it. I want to be single, swinging single for a little bit while longer. Just let me stay in the submarine. And the guy's like, okay. So he puts him on the thing, but then the, then the, his bride's brother then turns around and does this trick and gets him off. So now this guy's like, oh shit, now I have to get married. And off he goes to get married and everyone scatters. We see this interesting class dynamic because the guy, the captain is clearly very rich. Like he's got a butler and shit and people organizing like these ladies for him. It's like this person date on this way, this person, this lady date on this day, this lady date on this day. He's got it all organized. He's like, and in the meantime, I'm going to go get a fucking massage. So he's like super upper class and kind of organizing everything where everyone else you get a picture of kind of a little bit lower class like we get the guy who's an alcoholic stumble home drunk and be informed of where he needs to go basically oh she's gone not not living in the house anymore he heads over to his brother-in-law's fish and chips store and is drunk and just like barges in gets in like a whole bunch of arguments and starts serving fish and chips and insulting everyone in the bar in the uh, fish and chips place but his kid shows up too. Yeah, and he's like, "Daddy, Daddy, did you bring?" I can't me even something? do that voice. It sounded like so fake and just. <laughs> oh, oh, Daddy! Oh, Daddy! What do you have for me, Daddy? Thank you so much. Well, Pete, I've got a toy submarine for you. I carved it with my own two hands. Thank you, Daddy. I'll bring it to the choir practice on Saturday. You won't if I crush it, and he crushes it a bit. Oh, Daddy! Kind of. It ends up being broken. In the scuffle. <laughs> hey, I think we're actually yeah. doing a pretty good job, guys. I was my uh, my Cockney schoolboy. Good. Good. Not your impression of one that was your Cockney yeah, schoolboy? Yeah, yeah. Although that kind of sounds weird on paper, so we might want to scratch that. <laughs> uh, and so they get, he gets in a big scuffle. A police officer comes in and is like, you're being taken downtown. And he's like, whatever. And he's like, no. Seriously, because you got to get on a train. And this is like the first of the bunch of group of everyone being informed that, in fact, their leave has been canceled. Canceled leave. <laughs> Classic move. Happens all the time. <laughs> that happens all the time to you? Actually, it happens all the time to us on our submarine. You're always like, fellas, go take some leave. And then we leave for like a day and a half. And you're like, get back on this fucking submarine. I feel like, like it's happened it. in a couple movies we've watched can't think which one where they pulled the leave yeah yeah i can't remember which ones yeah no this is not the first time we've seen it maybe it's the first movie that's ever done it because it's older but uh we've seen it It happened in dos boot uh maybe yeah you're right maybe it was remember because they were supposed to no they 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 pulled their leave before they even got there yeah yeah, remember they were all excited to have sex with all those nurses and then they were like "Ah, or whatever yeah (laughs) they were like but those french ladies um and so they go around. It's almost like a getting the gang back together type of montage. We get one guy who's like, 
he's got he puts some money on the tab at the local watering hole and he's like watch this i'm gonna get the the petty officer to like pay for my beer he comes in he's like hey have this beer and then you'll get me for the next one or whatever and the guy's like okay and then it's like oh actually no we can't we got to go back to the submarine he's like ah shit because his trick didn't work and then we get the captain who's in a turkish bath getting a massage and he's kind of lamenting the kind of the muckety mucks of the navy he's like oh man we they're so like stupid blah 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 all this stuff and then he gets a call to say like you got to get back to the boat he's like god didn't i tell you and he turns to this guy he's like who are you anyways the guy's like i'm an admiral he's like god damn it (laughs) he's been basically bad mouthing admirals the whole time that he's been talking to this guy should also be noted all the masseuses were men yeah he's he was very much enjoying that probably because he needed a men's touch because he was going to be boning ladies hard for a while that's true. Yeah. He needed, he needed to, somebody to talk to about, you know, the stories about what was going to be going down. He was like, okay, this one lady, you won't believe it. Let me tell you all about it. And the masseuse was like, I'm just trying to do my job, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear this shit. And then, uh, but yeah, so he gets called back. And then the last one that we see is our dear, dear, whatever his name is, John C. Riley type character. Who's just like- call him John C. Riley. Yeah. Really lamenting having to get married at this point. He's- at the altar, basically. And they're like, oh, hooray, we're definitely going to get married. I can't believe this is happening. That's great that you're getting married. And everyone's basically like joking with him, like, oh, man, if you weren't marrying her, I would 100% boner. And he's like, what? This is my wedding day. Why are you saying this? And then <laughs> they uh, he they get the call or they get a letter. Is that right? Or a call or whatever. Something. Some telegram comes and they're like, oh, shit, guys, we got to like go. And they got they got telegram for basically everyone there, but like one one person. And the person's like, oh, I didn't get a telegram. And they're like, yeah, because you're at my house. <laughs> like, obviously, you're not getting a telegram. So like, we all got to go, whatever. We also get a little side story here of a guy and another guy. There's a kind of an asshole guy that everyone hates. And then a fun-loving guy. And they're both kind of competing for the same lady, this tobacconist lady. And this the kind of fun-loving guy keeps on pulling tricks on the guy. So like he's trying to get this lady and he swoops in and is like, no way. And the lady clearly likes this fun loving guy way more, but the, the person in charge that everyone hates is like, no, I'm going to get her. And so then this, this leads to a whole bunch of antics on the submarine. And we'll talk about yes, that. It does. A little bit. So anyways, they yeah, all we head should back. Speed this up. This has been a lot of shore leave stuff. Cause it's most of the movie, it is. man. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, they head back. They, they get basically get their orders. What they're going to be doing is they're going to be going after an experimental ship called the Brandenburg. Is that right? Brandenburg? Yes. I think that's right. Yep. And it's a new ship being built by Germany and they need to intercept it and sink it or try to sink it before it gets to the canal that basically goes past uh, Denmark. So it'll go from one side of Germany through this canal instead of having to go around the Jutland Peninsula and they don't have to worry about all that shit. So, but if they can intercept it then, or no, it's going the other way. I guess it's going into the whatever. Let's see. And if they can intercept it before it gets through there, then they'll be able to sink it. And so they're super jazzed. Like this is something they were kind of complaining about how they weren't actually, it was just so boring. Oh, so boring. Everything was so boring. Their patrols were so boring. And now they got this exciting mission. So they're actually kind of excited for this. And they head out. And uh, do they almost immediately run into those downed? Uh, the down U-boat? Yeah. Is that was yeah, that pretty they, much pretty they quick? They spot some guys. Yeah, it's really. There's like really a little, little rescue boat thing. 
like a life lifeboat kind of stuff. They're kind of above there and they head over and, and going to be helping them out or whatever. And they are going to sink them or something. What, how do they force, they force them onto the submarine. So- I'm forgetting well, no, this it's portion. A, it's a U-boat, and yeah. they need to be rescued. And so the U-boat thinks when our sub, the uh, Sea Tiger, sea tiger yeah. pulls up that it is another U-boat. And so they're all super jazzed. Like, yeah. And then they see the British flag. They're like, oh, not so good. Yeah, not great. And they immediately- They start shooting at it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because um, they see the, uh, the Nazis. They jump back down in the submarine. So the British shoot at the radio tower on the sub. And all we see is that the Nazis are scuttling their boat and then they jump in the water and swim on over to the sea tiger. Yeah. So they scuttled it. They basically are, our submarines hoping that they didn't get like this rescue message or a message off, um, quick enough before they were able to shoot down this radio tower. Uh, spoiler, they totally did. Yeah. They get on board and they're pretty like self-satisfied and a little smug. Like, <laughs> hey guys, what's over? <laughs> like, oh, do you really believe we didn't get something off? Because uh, one of the big things is they need to go real fast or else they won't be able to intercept this boat. Like they, they really, the ship, they really need to go fast. And so they've been going on top of the, they've been going above the water most of the time. But now because these guys, these asshole Nazis, whatever, uh, put in this, morning they now have to go they have to dive and go underneath and so they're going to be going slower and i god damn it you assholes you were such assholes and just because we went over to try to rescue you and stop you from seeing us and all that stuff like now we are kind of screwed so they start going and uh they get they start going through like mines and stuff like that is that right or they they basically they, they find out that they haven't been able to get the boat into our ship in time Right. Yeah, and also like right before this, we do see some of the little wacky antics between those two guys competing yeah. for the same woman. Uh, so the hard ass guy has a tattoo on his arm that says "I love Nelly." Right. And he needs it to be changed because that's not good form if you're trying to pick up a girl who's not named Nelly. Usually, usually, I should say. Yeah, they tend to frown on it. But it's really strong if you're trying to pick up a girl named Nelly. That is true. So you got to look at it that way. Uh, yeah. So he needs a tattoo changed in the kind of goofy guy is a tattoo artist and he can do it. And so, but first he needs to cover it up. So, and he needs to know the name does, of the lady. Cause he literally has no idea what she, what her name is. Yeah. And it's Arabella. He's like, Oh, it's 100% Arabella. No joke. I'm not joshing around with you. That is 100% true. And he like winks at another guy. Yeah. There we go. And then, um, so he changes his uh, tattoo to say Nelly to Belly at first. Right. You're like, I, oh. I love Belly. Or I love my <laughs> belly. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, I love my belly. Perfect. Yeah. So anyways, they and they start heading through a minefield to try to head towards the boat. And the airmen are freaking out because they don't want to, obviously they don't want to die. They would prefer to live, I guess. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, you talking about the Nazis? Yeah, the Nazis. They they really want to yeah. live. One of the guys is like, shut up, shut up, don't tell them, don't tell them. And one of them's like, I, I, we got to tell them, we got to tell them. They're all saying this in German. And one of the guys, Porter, I think, he knows, or Portman, he knows German. So he's sitting there listening. And they're like, and one of the guys says like, uh, they don't even need to go this way. The ship's already through the canal. So there's no reason we need to go here. And so he goes to the captain. He's like, yo, I just heard this. I speak German. They didn't know I speak German. So there's no way they would be trying to trick me. And 
they 100% said that we've already missed the boat. It's already in the canal. And he's like, I don't, I don't believe it. And so they go and do one more test, which is kind of saying about how they're going to do these super risky stuff. And the guy tries to kill the other guy as he, one of the Nazis tries to kill another one of the Nazis when he's trying to tell them to definitely turn around that they've, they've missed the boat. They missed the ship for sure. Yeah. And so he, now convinced they're like, shit, we've missed our mission. Now, we're, now this thing that was supposed to be super exciting is not exciting at all. We're back on like this boring patrol. God damn it. And so, but then they realize, wait, we could go around the Jutland Peninsula and intercept the ship still. It's just going through this canal, but we can still find it. And they decide, yes, we're going to do that. And they do encounter, like during this whole scene, a submarine net. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I guess it was kind of cool. Yeah. It's weird. They they only very briefly flashed into the engine room where they kind of were competing to bet on when they were going to smash through the submarine net. Took them like five tries, yeah. but they eventually came. This is they something we haven't through. we haven't seen this in any of the other movies we've been watching. Normally, if there's a submarine net, people are like, all right, let's wait for another ship to go through, and then we're going to just mask yeah, ourselves they'll, they'll, and go underneath it. away, it. and then we'll go through it or whatever. Yeah. But this one, they're just like, no, uh, just ram it repeatedly yeah. until we rip through it. Yeah. The only other one we saw was Submarine X-1, where they actually cut it with like, oh, a, yes. like a tool. Here, they just like rammed through it. You think if there was like a own, bell, you know? yeah. If you think there would be a little bell above the water, that then the Nazis would be like, "Yo, someone's trying to smash through that net over there." That's what I would have done. <laughs> but the, not, the Nazis weren't as smart as me. That's so. true. That's what I'm and another thing. So now that they know that the Brandenburg is, you know, somewhere else, we have been getting little narrative pieces here and there of the captain's log, which I kind of liked. You could just see oh, his yeah. hand writing and telling you basically what's going on. Some of those were really and, long too. Like they were just, you yeah, were writing was. forever. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Speed up this writing. Like, let me Come pause on. this and read it. And yeah. um, we see that the Sea Tiger is lun- running dangerously low on fuel. Yeah. But they've got enough that they can chase down the Brandenburg. But what afterwards? Yeah. Nobody knows. And in kind of a really cool scene when they finally do encounter the Brandenburg, because there's no real like conflict before they reach the Brandenburg, I don't think at this point, right? Right. Yeah. And so they, when they finally reach the Brandenburg, there are some really cool uh, things of them showing them doing the targeting and stuff like that, which I'm not sure we've seen in such intricate de- detail before than in this one. Like a lot of looking back through the periscope, bringing it up and down, put, putting out numbers, being like angry that they weren't steady with the steering. Because they couldn't get accurate numbers, so they wouldn't be able to hit the Brandenburg. And he's like, God damn it, guys, like keep the the boat still so we can get these numbers. And it took a really long time for them to finally target the Brandenburg. And then they shoot off five torpedoes, but they have to dive almost immediately because they're gonna get depth charged and they have no idea whether they sunk this boat or not. No idea. None. They're just trying to survive. And they basically go all the way down to the bottom and just sit on the floor, the sea floor hoping that they don't uh, get caught. They also do the classic trick, obviously, of sending out a whole bunch of shit, including oh, a, yeah. dead, a dead Nazi. Uh, oh, in- yeah. There was a good quote here. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the uh, Nazi patient is dying, and somebody's like, hey, I don't know that uh, you know it's going to really matter to you or not, but right. it looks like the patient's dying. And then the guy who's supposed to be getting married, or John C. Riley guy, comes over, and he's like, well... Looks like he's finished dying. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> All and right. So they, they use that body to tr- trick everyone else. So they, 
they even get reports back home that they've sunk, that they're done. It's over. And at this point, it was kind of funny because the, the movie had been kind of slow. I would have been like, what is the, even going to be the climax here? They're now sitting on the bottom of the ocean. Is it just going to be like a rescue thing? Are we, are we back to trapped or trapped uh, cycle? What's yeah. going on? And so when it finally turns out, what happens is that they go, they get really, really low on fuel. And basically, they're like huffing and puffing. CO2 is going up. They have basically no fuel. They could barely even, they, they wouldn't even be able to get back to Britain at this point. They only have enough fuel to get over to a, a Danish um, island, like a little Danish island, and which is controlled by the Nazis. And they're basically like, we could swim over there and be taken prisoner. And that's like the only option that we have left. Like that's all we Except got. Except Hobson. Right. He's like, yo, I 100% know German. You know that from earlier in the film as we've established, character development, right? Obviously. Yeah. And he's like, I am going to swim over there in this Nazi uniform of this guy that was dead. No big deal. Be like, yo, I'm a downed Nazi Air Force pilot. No big deal. And trick him. And then we'll get a bunch of fuel from that island. And they're like, good enough for us. Like, this is better than being prisoner of war. Like, fuck that. That or just sitting there dying. You know, you got to try something. Try anything. So he swims ashore. Almost immediately, he's kind of seen. Someone is aware of him being on the island because they can see him signaling back to the submarine. With but, a flashlight. A little flashlight. And, but like he comes up. He tricks the first guy on patrol. He's taken in to see like a superior officer. That officer, when he gets a call from the guy who saw him, uh, Hobson kills him immediately. Dude, karate chop to the neck. And Straight then up. Rips a knife off the wall and kills him. Yeah. Rips his throat out. And it's like, yeah. fuck you, Roadhouse style. And I then think he also did like a people's elbow or something at one point. Right. And then he like squatted over him. He like, yeah. what it, what's that called again? He like teabagged um, him? Yes. Yeah, he teabagged him. Straight hard. up teabagged him. I was like, whoa, this is like watching Call of Duty right now. And then yeah. he uh, came out and was like, yeah, it's, it's fine in there. Don't worry about the <laughs> crazy dying gurgling noises going on. Like, it's fine. Yeah, and he's uh, but like, everything. Uh, here, why don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead and like point out towards the ocean real quick and yeah. karate chop right like, in the what's neck? What's there? And he's, yeah, karate chops gets gets the other guy out of the way too, and then gets a bunch of guns and is like ready to go. And the submarine pulls in. They talk to a boat. They're like, "We're taking your shit boat." And the but the guy's like, oh, "This is not a boat. It's a ship." But also, we're Danish and we don't give a fuck. So like, just take our ship. Like we're good. Yeah, he's like the British are always welcome here. Yeah, and so they start helping. That's fine. And then we have a huge shootout, a crazy huge shootout where Hobson takes over like a machine gun, but then they also have a, a, a group of people from the submarine go out, almost like Navy SEALs. And they go out and they start joining in the action as well. A couple people die, which is kind of sad. Um, I'm not sure they even really mentioned exactly who the people who died were. They weren't like the main characters or anything, but- no, you know, killed. just some of the extra people you didn't. Right, yeah, just the people that they throw out to get killed. But Hobson's like this crazy, huge hero. Um, some of the other people are pretty big heroes. They get shot and injured and all that stuff, and they're carried back to the submarine, and they are able to get away and blow up the rest of the reserves or something, right? Like they kind of like fuck up the whole place. They blew, they, yeah. they before they, <laughs> they leave, take the they blow they it need up and just like light the whole place on fire and. I was wondering, because they're pretty close to that ship who's helping them out. Are those guys going to get nervous? Right. And so then the captain's all sad. He's like, I didn't get to take out my captain dick. 
because I, we didn't sink that boat. They're on their way home. They're like, oh, whatever. And they see some some people. Were they, they were informed by someone or they got like a notice or something to say, oh, hey, by the way, you sunk the Brandenburg. Like straight up, you you crushed that really important ship. Yeah. And the captain. And because they, they had no idea because they had to dive so fast to yeah. avoid depth charge. Like we sunk in. And the captain unfurls it. And he like really unrolls it slowly. Like he makes he makes like a big production out of it to be like, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Everyone's like, yeah, you upper, you upper class dick. And he's like, that's right. That's an upper class dick. And then he heads, uh, they, they, all, they head back home. They're heroes. The guy whose marriage was dissolving. Guess what? It's back on. Yeah, that's right. She even when 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 she thought he was dead, or no, sorry, this is a yeah. When she thought he was she, he was dead, he was she was like, oh man, I kind of miss him. And then the person, the the woman who the guy kept on leaving at the altar, she was like, oh man, I kind of miss him, and put on the ring again. I was like, whoa, dying is like seems like it's great, like a great deal. Yeah, everyone loves you again. Super horny. Yeah, so it got me thinking. Fake your own death. You're gonna John Snow this bitch. Is that a thing that happens in John, with Jon Snow? Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> From season six, I think. Yeah, five. I think it's season six. six. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, so anyways, they get home. They're heroes. Every, all the ladies love them again. The captain's taking phone call after phone call from all the ladies that wants to want to bone him right now. Like even married His ones. Aunt. Even the husbands of married ones are coming to be like, yes, have sex with my wife. Come over here. And he's like, uh-huh. 100% I will be doing that, but you know, time's a ticking. I got a lot of ladies to bone, so wait your turn. Yeah. And the guy has carved a new boat. He's like, oh, hey, son, I got you a new boat. I carved it, and it's the Brandon boat this time. He's like, hello, daddy. <laughs> Thank you. Why Thank the you hell boat? would you do that? That's one of them Nazi boats. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is the boat daddy sunk. Like, it's a Nazi boat. Get out of here, kid. Uh, and then everyone's happy. The guy gets married, I think that's implied. Uh, and everyone lives happily ever. And then they, they see the, uh, the boats, the next submarine goes out. They're like, congratulations. We got to head out of here. The next submarine goes out and they're like, it's just like a fucking taxi service. And that's like the last line of the movie, which seems very strange. Yeah. It is a weird line. It's like them, a bus but... line in and out. The end. Yeah. Join the Navy. And that's... <laughs> They didn't have that. They didn't have to buy war bonds or anything like yeah, that. It's but, like uh, it's like being being a bus driver. Join the navy. It's like oh, it's not a great wait. selling point, but sure, okay. <laughs> Dude, you never know, man. Maybe bus drivers because they got the double deckers over there. You know, it could be a really revered profession. Yeah, that's true. And so, see, we didn't go that far over, guys. You're yelling at me. Good job, Jamie. <sighs> we weren't yelling. We were. Thank yeah. you. See. Did the job. That's a little bit yeah. appreciation. Thank you. <laughs> and I think I got, right. it, I think I got it mostly right this so, time. Usually, uh, I'm like way off. On let's get some ratings. Where do you guys land on uh, fish and chips? How fish how much do chips? I like? like fish and yeah. chips. Oh, I love fish fish and chips Me too. I love it too. I get it all the time. Whenever my wife and I go out, like I love the fish and chips. Mm-hmm. You just yeah, go to pretty much any time we go anywhere. Like I'm either looking mainly, I'm looking for a buffalo chicken sandwich. But if not, I'm gonna be between wings, chicken, and or uh, a Reuben fish and yes. chips. Boom! I think you and I have the exact same taste, Kyle. 
It would be a funny yeah. situation when you end up in an Indian restaurant. You're like, okay, so fish and chips? If you don't have that, some buffalo wings. And they're like, I don't, what? Uh, we have spicy things and pan. And you're like, pan? Damn not? it, we're leaving. Pan. Is it pan? I think it's non. Non, non, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Spanish is pan or pan, right? Yes. Pan? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Non. Close enough. I was in the ballpark. Whoa. Update for our listeners. Chris Sale. Oh. Chris Sale. 17 yeah. strikeouts through, through seven innings. He's got two innings to break the record. What is the record? Holy cow. Record is 20 or 21, I think. That's a lot of strikeouts. That was crazy. When we started, we're he was really, at nine, really you said, right? Very specifically dating this episode. That's fine. <laughs> Is what it is. Maybe not. Maybe he'll maybe he'll uh, repeat tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Next starts the exact same thing. They're like, whoa, he, they did record it live. It's happening right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, moral of the story is I love fish and chips. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Controver- controversial opinion alert. You're good. Uh, Thank God you don't, did that. don't. I know. I, I learned from the best. Don't don't dip it in tartar sauce. Mm. Don't don't ruin good fish and chips. That's actually is a controversial opinion. Yeah, you go to hell. I love tartar sauce. You you dip you dip bad fish and chips in tartar sauce. If it's good, just perfectly crispy white fish. Don't dip that shit. All right. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to uh, Fish and Chips Cast. Yeah, where we discuss all things yeah. fish and chips. Yeah, I give fish and chips a nine out of ten. Really, only a nine. I think I'm going nine and a half. Wow, I'm gonna okay. give it a ten. Whoa! All right, back to the movie. All right. Why do we get the Phan- movie now? <laughs> All right, Phantom Zone. Oh, uh, okay. Fish and Chips was seen in this film, and it's easy from there. I guess I'll, I'll go. I I'm gonna I'm uh movie was a little hard to understand, and by that I mean extremely hard to understand. It was, it was actually. I think it has a lot to do with just how old the movie is, but. Uh, doesn't help that they're they got their British accents, which can be very difficult. I watched just about everything with closed captioning, which I have said on the podcast many times. It was difficult for me, difficult for me to follow. Uh, I'm going to give it a five. Really, that's a little lower than I would have thought, I guess. But I'll go next. Um, I enjoyed kind of the action of the film. It, it took a little while to speed up. I I was even going to make the joke that this was basically just a film about people wanting to have sex with ladies and then talking about that a whole bunch because the whole front of the movie is basically just that and uh not really about submarines at all but i thought it picked up especially i did like the action scene at the end um acting's fine quality was pretty low i actually found a vimeo stream that was a lot better than this one so i I think or, or what we had so i don't know if the dvd is just of a uh lower quality like it's just an older dvd or something like that or if they have recently come out with some remastered version of it or whatever, but it was much easier to understand on that on that stream than what we had available to us. Uh, so I don't know, because I, I also had a lot of difficulty knowing what they were saying a lot of the time, so I just had to guess. Um, like, I, I couldn't really follow him carving that thing for his kid at all, uh, for the most part. But Well, he's also so drunk, right? That's true, that's true, um, as we all are. But... Uh, and, um, but otherwise, I, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little, yeah, a little slow, not the best quality. Um, but I thought it, w- it was interesting to see a lot of the really accurate portrayals of submarine stuff, 
like especially the targeting of the the boat and stuff. So I'm going to come in a, higher than that. I think I'm going to come in at six and a half. Okay. Yeah, just above Fair just enough. above the just above the middle, the theoretical middle, given that we do twelve inches. Yeah, theoretically. Uh, so like you guys had mentioned, I did have a hard time understanding this movie. The first half hour of shore leave, I thought we could have just done away with, uh, for the most part. Yeah. Like it was just, okay, we're on shore leave and Oh, darn looks like we're going to be going back, you know? And there was really not a whole lot that I cared about that was going on at this point. It was kind of, maybe I've got other things going on, you know, with the kid and all that stuff, but, uh, (laughs) maybe (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, why, why are we doing this? But when we did get into the sub and we were seeing some of the action, I really liked the interior shots of the submarine. I thought it was good. You got the nice cramp feeling. The net scene I thought was nice when they're ramming the nets. Uh, mines pretty good too. I also really, like you'd mentioned, enjoyed the scene where they're shooting at the Brandenburg because we haven't really seen that where they're going back and forth changing the trajectory and like, Oh shoot, you know, can't steer straight and we need to get this nailed down. And they even pulled out a recognition guide. This is like, yeah. I think that's the outline of that ship, which is the last time we saw that, or the only, maybe the only time we saw that was below starring Johnny Depp. Right. Yeah, definitely. He's like, what kind they, of cocaine they, do I have here? Let me pull out my book. Like, right. Oh, this Cause in that one, in that one, they use the book to kind of be like, see, we, we 100% didn't blow up that ship. And then it was re- revealed that they like had messed up the recognition guide or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then that guy shot himself mm. in the head twice. Yeah. Was there none in the Russians are coming? Was that just maps? Maybe it was just maps. I can't remember. I know we we've seen them before, guy. but we haven't seen them a lot. Yeah, definitely. And below is the only one I remember for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely remember that. Starring John. That was such a. That was like a important plot point for that movie. Yeah. yeah. That's that feels like it's been. Gosh, it's probably close to. What coming up on a year? Three years ago. That? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feels like it. We should probably uh, re- rewatch it. I actually think we should rewatch Phantom at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will. Sometime soon. That'll be our swan song. Uh, no, I think it should be our middle swan, uh, song as well. Oh, okay. Good. We just, <laughs> just do it. A just make sure times. we are fully aware of uh, Phantom in the middle of this. Was movie. that episode one? That yeah. was. Yeah. It's, it's uh, thinking about doing a Challenger Deep episode one week. Oh, yeah, where you where sure. you actually review our own episode, but it's, I review our episode. It is a tough. It's a tough one to listen to. I gotta say, the quality <laughs> yeah. is not up to snuff. No, it's not. It's not where we're at today. Anyways, I'll continue on my review here. I'm almost done. Uh, like you guys had mentioned, the quality of this I did not think was good. Like when we watch other things, for instance, last week's film, same year. Now I yeah. know that did was nominated for an Oscar for best effects. But oh my word, so much better uh, visually than this movie. Yeah. But that had the really yeah. weird love scene and all that stuff. But the action wonder, was really good. I wonder how much of that has to do with the difference between American and British studio system. Just because Hollywood was such like a big thing, and I wonder if British. I mean, I think British had a lot of. Um, they did a lot to advance like narrative structure and all kinds of stuff. But I wonder if the quality itself was a little behind at that point. It may have I been. Know. I don't know. But I always go back to destination Tokyo. I, that's just one of my top five. And this just was nowhere near that. In my opinion. Yeah. That was the same year. You said same year. Yeah. Same year. 
No, that's a surprisingly good movie. And yeah, for the year, like this one shows its age. Those other two, I think you could, you wouldn't even know that they were from the 40s. Right. You would have think they were from the 50s or maybe early 60s or something. Right. So with all that being said, the action was pretty good, actually, once they ended up getting on the shore and karate chopping people and all that type of stuff. But I, I like that. I kind of like the, I don't know. I don't think I like the storyline better than crash dive, but I really wish we did away with that whole half hour of shore leave. So I can't rate this as high as crash dive. So I'm going to come in at a six. Good. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Yes. For some trivia. Yeah, buddy. All right. That jingle. Uh, Trivia. There's no jingle for trivia. trivia. <laughs> All right. Trivia. <laughs> I actually did wait for a second. I was like, oh, shit. Hold on. I gotta trivia. Wait for All right. So trivia. The, the movie was initially telecast in Los Angeles Monday, March 20th, 1950 on KECA Channel 7. And in New York City, Saturday, September 23rd, 1950 on WCBS. It was never commercially released in the U.S., so these are what are considered the U.S. theatrical premieres. So a TV movie in the United States, basically. Oh, okay. I could see that then. I guess for a, a TV movie, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> right, sure. A, a really fast question. Was there ever like a radio program, you know, back in the day where they would sit around the radio in the evenings and listen? Was there ever like a submarine, submarine radio we have to look into that. That's a good That's a good question. It is that's a really a good, good question. Yeah. All right. So the filming of the submarine was shared between submarines P614 and P615. The last digit was painted over, leaving just P61, and that's led it to be identified as HMS Varangian in a lot of trivia. And that's true of Turner Classic mo- Movies, actually. They said the HMS Varangian was the submarine depicted in the film. Not true. It was P614 and P615. Uh, P-615 actually was sunk in action only a few months after the filming of the movie, torpedoed by U-123 near Sierra Leone on April 18th, 1943. All 44 crew members were lost in that. So the submarines were of a, this is going to, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this, but Aruk Reese class. Uh, they were ordered by Ruth Turkey. Chris, the guy that uh, makes steaks. Yeah. So Ruth Chris Class of submarines. It was ordered by Turkey, so it's a Turkish name, Aruk, Greece. Uh, and then, but then a lot of there were a bunch of stuff ordered by Turkey at in World War II uh, from Britain that then were conscripted into the Royal Navy um, at the outbreak, and then weren't they were given back eventually, but they were used by the British uh, during the war. And so there were four of them. Uh, one was sunk, and then three uh, submarines were eventually delivered to Turkey. By 1957, they had all been scrapped. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stepping on a little subs worldwide toes there. Sorry about that. Whatever, man. You're um, fine. You're fine. Well, sometimes you sometimes you're like, and this time we're doing a we're doing a skidoo. I'm like, what? We're doing yeah. a skidoo? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you <sure>? uh, then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh Germany built four Brandenburg class battleships, but none of them ever saw service during World War II. So this is kind of a speculative thing, I think, almost like propaganda, where it's like Brandenburg's gonna be the next big thing. We gotta get the next movie. But never actually, they never actually sailed at all. Oh, what's the point of building them? Well, they, I think maybe they were defeated. Oh, yeah, probably. 
<laughs> they may have been actually lost the war by the time that they were going to launch them. Uh, so anyways, Mills prepared for his role as a captain of the Sea Tiger by sailing in a submarine on a training mission. Uh, he recalled the crash dive. The ship then seemed to stand on her nose, and I felt her speeding like an arrow towards the seabed. Charts and crockery went flying in all directions. I hung onto a rail near the periscope, trying to look heroic and totally unconcerned. The only thing that concerned me was the fact that I was sure that my face had turned a pale shade of pea green. So there we go. Now, when you just said that, I totally forgot. We didn't even really mention this. Uh, this was something that I don't even think we've encountered in a film yet. But when they did the classic move, letting up all the clothes, you oil slick, all that, they also surfaced and like flooded one half of the ballast and stuck the, the ass end out of the water. So it looked really convincing, like they were sinking. That's not bad. So anyways, in the book, this is, I always like to look for books that have mentioned this film. So this is England is a film which details British film concerning the war. So basically the whole war era of film in Britain. And it was uh, being mentioned as actually being very accurate to the social structure aboard the submarines. So rich social parasite is called into action as captain and proves himself. Uh, useful despite his previous loose, useless existence. This is their own words. I'm not saying he's useless. Uh, but then middle and lower class being the rest of the crew and not being caricatures, but really detailing relationships between the men and men and women and all the people from different parts of the country, including Canada. And then th this book mentioned it being the most accurate film for uh, life aboard a submarine until Das Boot. That's what they said. Huh. Yeah. And now All it's right. up Periscope. Now it's up Periscope for sure. Yeah. You mean down Periscope? So, yeah, this, down, Periscope down Periscope. Down Periscope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this film was titled We Dive at Dawn, which made me think that I was probably, I would probably rather watch Red Dawn because it's rad and America wins uh, and fights communism. So that's good. Uh, so what stars of Red Dawn would have been good in this film? So what about Patrick Swayze, AKA the Swayze? Oh, 100%. Swayze Express. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think he should be he should be uh, what's his name? Not the guy played by Portman Hobson. Yes, he gets to rip some throats. No, that's that's exactly who I'm thinking. You know, gets up For there sure. trying to speak perfect German and just uh, karate chop. Right. Okay. What about Charlie Sheen? Yeah, I want Charlie Sheen. What well, do you want him? Trying to get his tattoo changed. I feel like he's got to be a little, he's got to be a little crazier, but there's no one crazy. I guess that is the craziest person to be on the boat, right? Yeah. Having a he tattoo back then. That's crazy. That's real crazy. What about uh, Jennifer Gray? So you may know Jennifer Gray from Dirty Dancing and nobody puts baby in a submarine. <laughs> she was in Red Dawn. Yeah. She, she was, was in a few movies with Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Oh, she, oh, she was. Damn. You know, they were banging. Damn. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I don't know who she would be. <laughs> Someone on the submarine, I guess. We would we'd put this into the future. One of the Nazis. Uh, oh, wow. Ooh. Bold. That's bold. That is bold. Uh, what about Leah, Leah Thompson? Now, she's a lovely actress. I don't know if you know. Do you know who Leah Thompson is? No. Looking I'll up right now. So she starred in a film where she has to make out with her son. And then she also oh, has yeah. a film where she makes out with an anthropomorphic, sorry, anthropomorphic duck. Yeah, so she's from Back to the oh, Future, bro. Oh. Back to the Future and Howard the Duck. Yeah, I'd say you're making an all female, very cute actress, uh, all female U boat. That's great. All female U boat. Love it. 
Okay, what about C. Thomas Howell? Now, do you know who C. Thomas Howell is? Yes. Really? Yes. He was famously in blackface in 1986 in Soul Man. So he was in blackface in a film in 1986. You'd think that would have stopped, but it didn't. No, I guess not. But there's no one. There's no African American characters for him to play in this one. So I guess he's booted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about our boy Powers Booth, which we've mentioned oh, before? I, I forget, mentioned I forget before. Powers Booth. I, I remember the Powers name. Powers Booth is an old man. He's an old man, <laughs> and you still don't know who he is. <laughs> I remember. Guessing so we're gonna skip right by. I thought it was a woman. <laughs> you thought it was a woman. Like a no, we're skip right name. over it. <laughs> no, Powers Booth. So we're skip right over it. And then finally, Ed Harris. He actually played. He did, he was in this film, but it was cut. So. He played America. Originally, the film ended with Ed Harris explaining the structure of the U.S. military as a recruiting tool because the filmmakers assumed that the film would fire up the Cold War right into a hot war. But apparently, their plan failed and war did not break out. So it didn't happen. And the secret is, because I've talked to Ed about this, is that he sabotaged it. He actually prevented the war. Wow. Yeah. I believe it, man. So who would he be? The captain. I, I'd, yeah, captain. He's he's John Mills in this. Or the submarine. Oh. Which is the tr- which is the true hero. Agreed. Right? Yeah. This is always, always the case. Yeah. All right, and then we'll go into a quick Phantom Sin. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, but anyways, this is an easy one. John Mills, we, I mentioned before he was in Morning Departure. Um, he loves fucking submarines. Literally having oh, sex okay. with submarines. I was going to say, like, wait, what? So, what did you just <laughs> No, he literally likes having sex with submarines, but also starring in submarine films, both of those. Yeah. So he starred in four of them. And so it's easy to get to that Harris from that. And we're halfway done with his submarine filmography because I'm pretty sure he only has four and we're done with two of them. So we just need to see two more John Mills submarine films and we're done. Really? That's yeah. sad, man. It's not sad. It's it's I, I hope to one day have enough films where someone says we're halfway through his submarine filmography. You gotta start now. Well, you know, you could be a late bloomer in the acting world. It depends on how focused you are on getting submarine films. Because I'm gonna be pretty yeah. focused. So from the age of thirty eight to forty two, I'm gonna start in six submarine films. It's doable. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, it's time. It's it's sub sub world world wide wide wide. So as Jamie had mentioned earlier in his trivia, this is actually the ski Yeah, this is a ski <laughs> The ski Who doesn't love a good old fashioned jet ski? Uh, so the submarines invented actually invented for James Bond. That's a thing for the ski Skidoo. Seriously? It was. I'm pretty sure the first Skidoo was for James Bond. But I may be totally wrong and people are like, whoa, isn't he supposed to be the brain? I say, no, I'm, I'm actually the ointment. There you go. <laughs> so, Fair enough. There we go. All right. So like you had said, this is the Auric Reese class, and I'm sure I'm grossly mispronouncing that. Uh, it was ordered by Turkey. Four of them were ordered and by from the UK. The UK was building them, and then the war broke out. They're like, hey, uh, tough. We're going to use them right now. And so I know you'd mentioned the one had sunk shortly after filming. It's kind of disappointing. And 
like you'd also said, all of these had been scrapped by 1957, which also sucks. There was no attempt to modernize or really upgrade these in any way. They were actually a smaller version of the S-Class. And some of the specs on these, because there's not a lot of information on these, it kind of sucks. The length is 210 feet. The beam is 22.3 feet. It's a diesel electric with two diesel engines that generate 1,200 horsepower and electric motors that generate 780 horsepower. While surfaced, you can cruise along at 13.7 knots. Submerged, it can go 8.4. Held 41 men, although that's a little bit uh, different sources say different things. So I was going to say, because uh, the one that sunk said 44 men. Yeah, and I've even seen down in the 30s. So it's just, there's not a lot of mm. super solid information on these right now. And I don't think there probably will be. Why wouldn't people start uncovering information on these today? Uh, for the weapons, it had five 21-inch torpedo tubes. Now, this is interesting to me. So it has four in the bow, and it says it has one stern external tube. What does that mean? Hmm. You tell me. Uh, it has one, one stern external tube? Yeah. One stern external tube. So it's got to have one on the outside of the sub. So sorry, say it again. So how many what, how many tubes does it have? Five total. Oh, total. Four in the front, yeah. one in the back, yep. but it's external. External. Maybe you can't reload it. Just a one and done. One and Maybe done. you have to load it from the outside. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's get obvious. out, get yeah. out exactly. and load that thing. Everything's lighter in water, so you can move a couple thousand pound <laughs> torpedo around. <laughs> Put it in. Uh it has one three inch deck gun and one twenty millimeter gun. It has an in- uh, deck, deck guns. guns are the best. Old school. It has an endurance of three thousand five hundred nautical miles. And has a crush depth of 100 meters. And that's it. There's not, like I said, there's not a whole heck of a lot of info on it. Kind of disappointing. But they were used in this movie. Two of them them were used. Two of four ever made were used to film this movie. Yeah, I think because oftentimes, as was the case of the last movie, it's because these are submarines that aren't super important to like the war effort they're not like super secret or anything like that so they throw them into these kind of stuff propaganda and you make a couple extra bucks for recruiting military, you know whatever whatever you got to do well i mean the last one was clearly recruiting effort and this one was as actually mentioned as a propaganda film because in the end they succeed and they are all like high-fiving a whole bunch and they look out to the sea and they're like oh boy it's just like being in the bu- being a bus driver so there you go man yeah. So that's it for subs worldwide. So Brian, right, before you play that clip, yeah. before Game of Thrones, obviously ongoing right now. Pretty disappointing. If I'm being honest, I won't get into it. But if you are subscribed to HBO right now, you should check out Chernobyl. If you're out there listening, five part mini series. They've got two episodes uh, up and available for streaming. Super good. It's got a 9.5 right now on IMDb, which is like earth shattering. Really good. Got a stars, a friend of the show, Stellan Skarsgård. Also got oh, Jared Harris. Okay. And yeah. who's the woman in that? Uh, 
what's her name? Um, Emily Watson. Uh, but yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, true story about the uh, Chernobyl uh, nuclear meltdown. Really interesting sort of uh, dram- dramatization of uh, of that event. Loving it so far. Countdown time. Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. So in the news, I'm, I'm going to do a double roll here with uh, Mustard Man been a little AFK uh, for a couple of weeks or months. I think it's going uh, on months now. <laughs> uh, so what is AFK? It stands for away from keyboard um, after after Frankenstein killed him. Uh, killing. So yeah. So after Frankenstein killed him. So there we go. Yeah. So after he was killed by Frankenstein. Yes. Uh, life after Mustard Man. Uh, in the news, you guys have been uh, chatting about it a little bit yesterday and today. The uh, explorer, explorer and businessman Victor Vescovo descended thirty five thousand eight hundred and fifty three feet, setting a uh, record breaking uh, dive into the Pacific Ocean's Marianas Trench. And at the bottom, what did he find? None other than a plastic bag. So this is actually a solemn and sincere countdown tonight. We just had Earth Month last month. Five ways to reduce ocean plastic pollution. This is provided by oceanicsociety.org. Number five, you can start by spreading the word. Obviously, we see all this uh, um, imagery and videos of uh, the oceans absolutely... uh, running amok with uh, sewage and refuse and trash and plastic and everything. Um, Stay informed on these issues. Tell your friends and family about how they can be a part of the solution. There are, I guess, some really good documentaries that will get you up to speed called uh, Bag It, Addicted to Plastic, Plasticized, and Garbage Island, all available to you. Also, you can share this podcast because we've got got this little uh, infomercial at the end here raising awareness as well and telling you what you can be doing. So spread the word. Number four, you can avoid products that contain microbeads. So uh, these are already starting to get banned from what I understand, Mm. which are like your, uh, um, not Bed Bath & Beyond. What is it? Uh, Bath & Body Works. A lot of those Bath & Body Works products. I was going to say, it's like the moisturizers for hands. They might have microbeads in there. Yeah, they're like doing like, uh, like, chopped up like peach pits now instead of the microbeads so something mm. more sustainable but yeah if, they, if you still find microbeads out there uh avoid them they would be labeled on the packaging as polyethylene and polypropylene good to know so that's in just it's a lot of moisturizers and that type of stuff sorry yeah it's a lot of healthcare products toothpastes yeah. uh body washes face scrub yeah m- mostly uh personal hygiene and, and body products gotcha so the, the moral of the story is do not clean yourself. Personal hiding out the window, right? Not what I'm saying. Do do take a shower. Oh. Just avoid polyethylene okay. and polypropylene, Jamie. So no excuse not mm. to shower. Got to smell good. Number three, participate in or organize a beach or river cleanup. So you can uh, help remove plastics from the oceans and prevent them from getting there in the first place by participating in or organizing a local cleanup of local beaches and waterways. So they all end up 
at some point, you know, in a larger body of water, if uh, you got a stream or a creek or a river near you. So uh, organize some friends or family, go out and uh, adopt a riverway. You've heard of adopt a highway and things like that. Go out and uh, clean your, your waterways. Well, we're not too far Number from two, the Mississippi, so we have quite the job ahead of us. <laughs> I don't know. We're we're kind of like we're kind of like up on the Mississippi. Though. Yeah, we're yeah. We're, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, we're, we're pretty yeah. far up. So like we we're not as bad as like down the south way. They have a bigger job. Yes, that is that is true. But I mean, it, it would get there eventually if it starts up here. So, um, and just to pile on here a little bit, don't post shit on on Facebook and then you know, or Twitter or wherever about you know complaining about waterways and and all of this stuff and how you're ashamed of the planet and the video I see always going around with the turtle with the, the straw that got caught in its nose. Like these are like horrible video. Like, like that was a tragic scenario. But if that's all you're going to do, uh, you know, go a step beyond it and then actually put it into action and, and do your part as, as opposed to just sharing the video, um, do what you can. Um, I actually started a recycling initiative at work this, this past week, uh, recycling uh, cardboard and plastics uh, within our business. Um, so it took me about an hour and a half to get it up and running and coordinated with our local, uh, and that goes into number two, recycling properly. You can check uh, Earth 911's recycling directory to find out where you can recycle in your city. Uh, you can also co- contact your local recycling center about the types of plastic and, and other materials they accept. Uh, again, I, it took me about an hour and a half and I had by, by the end of the day, I had uh, people taking a tour of our facility, uh, uh, giving us some pointers on, on what we can start to recycle. They set us up uh, delivering Gaylords to us where we can fill up the Gaylords with cardboard and plastic and stuff like that. And then we ended up finding that we have an industrial recycler that is literally two lots away from us. So, um, And only an hour uh, and a, a half. Stone. And that's going to make yeah. such a huge impact. I mean, and yeah. It, and essentially no time at all. I mean, that's crazy. That's right. A we, had thing, a, we had a drop point that's literally a stone's throw away. So, uh, you know, put, put your, put your words into action. It doesn't hurt to share those things, but go, go the step beyond and, and actually do something. And number one is reduce your use of single use plastics. So wherever you live, uh, as again, this article states, this is the easiest and most direct way that you can get started uh, by reducing your use of single-use plastics. So, so these are things like um, plastic baggies and straws and cups and uh, plastic uh, silverware, plasticware, um, things like that. You know, there's things that uh, most commonly get used once and discarded um, more frequently than getting recycled. So uh, you can consider cutting back and trying to find alternatives to things like that. And, uh, and, and avoid just anything that would go to a landfill. Um, try to find more things that you can be recycling and reusing. But that are that is uh, five ways to reduce ocean plastic pollution. Yeah, that's good, man. That's something that everybody needs to pay attention to because it is a huge problem. It's unreal. And you know what? Do you know why they call me the ointment? Because you're so you're greasy. You're going to heal the world. No, because I like to spread the word. <laughs> Very, okay. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I feel like it would have been better so with like frosting or something like that if your nickname was the frost. No. Nope. Yeah. I feel like ointment I like, like heal the, the world would have been perfect. Yeah. Should have just took that. Yep. Spread spread the word. Spread the ointment. Heal the world. Make it a better place. Or that's kind of controversial now with Michael Jackson, right? And I can't sing. So <laughs> yes. let's just let's just smash cut there. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating on iTunes.